I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Andrea Bertozzi, who's a professor of mathematics and director of applied mathematics at UCLA. And she'll start off part two of the interview talking about hotspots and especially uh, trying to distinguish between the two types. We had a study a couple of years ago. It came out in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences where we looked at a PDE model for crime hotspots. And this basically came out of an initial study using an agent-based model. So an agent-based model is where you have a simulation where you simulate every individual and all the activity that they would do. It's a very sort of micro-scale type simulation, very expensive to run. Agent-based modeling is quite common in the social sciences, but typically when you look at these studies, they tend not to do a lot with making sort of large-scale predictions, using mathematics to make large-scale predictions about the model. And that's what we wanted to do. And in this particular study, we were able to show that you can take that very detailed microscale model and simulate it using partial differential equations that are much more macro scale. And then you could take that and actually do bifurcation analysis on the differential equations and be able to classify different kinds of hotspots using bifurcation theory. So that analysis was able to allow us to identify different types of hotspots, ones that you could actually come in and suppress and they would remain suppressed and other ones where if you came in with a police activity, the hotspot might actually be displaced rather than, than suppressed. And this was something that has been observed for quite a long time. It's well documented in the sociology literature, but there had never been a, a sort of a careful quantitative study really working from the ground up with an agent-based model. So that was the goal of that particular piece of work that we did two years ago. And if someone looks at your webpage and sees the incredible uh, diversity of your research, is it the case that you studied a subject that just has lots of applications, or are you, as sometimes mathematicians say, always a student and, and learning many new things? I think we're always a student learning many new things. This is one of the exciting aspects of, of doing applied mathematics. We have to very quickly become experts in areas of mathematics, and at the same time, we have to learn a lot about an application area and try to become an expert in that to see what interesting new mathematics might be relevant. And thats it's just very exciting. It's exciting for me, and it's also exciting for the students who work in this area. We've had quite a lot of students and postdoctoral scholars involved probably more than I can name on the phone, but many, many uh, young people involved. And it's it's just great to see them learning these new areas. They're developing a lot of the new mathematics and a lot of the new science and then building their careers on these developments. And, and there was also a lot of excitement. There was a lot of coverage of your work with gangs and, and criminal activity, right? Yeah, we've had, it's true, we've had a fair amount of media coverage. I think it's mainly because it's a topic that is relevant to everyone in society. It's not a specialist topic. I think all of us have experienced crime at some level, and it's something you read about in the paper every day, things that are going on in the in the city. So I think due to the commonality of this, of this issue, because of that, I think we've gotten some uh, media attention. But Really, we're working in this area because it's there's a lot of new things to be done. I, the, the media attention is, is nice, and it's great to sort of be in a mathematics ambassador to the rest of the world because of the attention. But at the same time, we're really working in this area because 
there's just a lot of exciting new research to be done. We should emphasize that it's not like like in the, you see in the movies, like Minority Report, where you, you say this person is going to do this at this time. That's a that's a, you bring up a, Mike. You bring up a really good point. So we are not trying to do what happens in Minority Report. We're not trying to predict individual actions of individuals. We're trying to look at sort of general patterns and how how they change over time. And uh, in particular, when we look at the field data, we're looking at activities and locations. So when we make predictions about new crime happening, so in our predictive policing work, we have no idea who might commit the crime. We're trying to make a statement about where the crime is most likely to occur and what it's most likely to be, but nothing about the individuals. So we use these kinds of predictions to tell the police where to go to look for crime, but not which people to look for. So Andrew, is there anything you'd like to add? No, I think that's uh, that's about it. All right. Well, thank you very much. That's Andrea Bertozzi, who is a professor of mathematics and director of applied mathematics at UCLA. Again, Andrea, thanks a lot. Oh, you're welcome.